Welcome to episode 183. I'm Stuart McCullough, I'm the CEO of VHAA. And joining me for this week's discussion is the Manager of Workplace Relations Services, Tim Nagel. Welcome, Tim. Hey, Stuart, good to be here. It is good to be here, but it is a little awkward uh, in that uh, there's something of a role reversal occurring with regards to this week's clue, Tim. Well, I've turned my mind to a clue for this week, Stuart, because I know that you've been doing some great work in this area, and I thought I'd just try and dip my toe into the water. So. Uh, it is time to unveil this week's clue. And you'll see that on the screen now, hopefully. Yes, so, I, I do. For those who are listening, can you describe this week's clue? Well, this is where I sort of run into trouble, Tim, because I'm mindful in a previous podcast, uh, you, once, uh, you once mistook uh, Missy Elliott for Missy Higgins, who are two very different people. So I'm a little bit tempted to say that this is Nicky Webster, uh, but is it, it is in fact uh, a picture of Nicki Minaj, uh, okay. who is a, a who is a wonderful rapper. That is absolutely correct, Nicki M- Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> Very close to saying Webster, I could feel it. <laughs> so based on this clue and this clue alone, what would you say the topic of today's podcast is? That's a really excellent question. Um, so I'm very familiar with her work. I don't know what your favourite song by Nicki Minaj is, Tim. I've only recently become familiar with uh, Nicki Minaj uh, about four days ago, so I don't have a favourite song as yet. Uh, let's see. So my sister-in-law has a chicken, uh, and the name of that chicken is Chicky Minaj. Uh, so I'm going to sort of say that chicken uh, brings us to something that's foul, uh, brings us to, I don't know, um, meal preparation and dietetics. That's a good guess, but uh, unfortunately you couldn't be more wrong. So obviously this is a picture of Nicki Minaj, who's of course a world-renowned rap artist, uh, who is actually the only woman to have ever featured on the Forbes Hip Hop Cash Kings list four years in a row, so that's pretty exciting. But uh, Nicki has released four albums, and uh, her fifth one is due to be released on in 2021. But Nikki hasn't released the name of that yet, so it's going by the name of NM5 until she does. So the resolution of NM5 and above was a key outcome of the nurses and midwives agreement. So clearly today's topic based on that clue is NM5 and above. Fantastic. I I don't know how to describe that other than as a near psychedelic experience. Thank you for that, Tim. So um, for the purpose of today, um, let's get back to first principles. What does NM5 and above refer to? So the 2016 Nurses and Midwives Agreement translated all nursing classifications into four streams. Now, they were clinical advanced practice and research stream, nurse manager stream, community nursing stream and the quality clinical risk governance education and development stream. So all the levels of the manager streams are denoted by the letters NM. So NM5 and above is a specific reference to level five through to nine of the nurse manager stream within the nurses and midwives agreement. So one thing for people to keep in mind is that when they see NM uh, being referred to in the nurses agreement, that is a reference to nurse manager and not to Nicki Minaj. Uh, so what occurred in what occurred in 2016? The 2016 agreements uh, contained the following clauses, and you can see them on your screen at the moment. So uh, under clause 85, it had a translation, and that really said that 
um, that people, the existing classifications would translate to the four streams uh, and that people wouldn't lose any salary or pay. Uh, the uh, 2016 agreement had a translation table uh, which, uh, which governed it. And it also said at 85.4 that nurse managers in grade five, six or seven will translate in accordance with that translation table. And again, just talked about that the implementation of that would be from the first pay period on or after the 1st of April 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, so that begs the obvious question really, uh, was the translation process completed in accordance with the 2016 agreement? Yeah, so uh, for the most part, yes. Uh, the structure was implemented in 2019. The only issue being identified was that at the NM5 and above. So the parties uh, met a number of times to try and work through that process, um, but agreed in the end to leave it to the 2020 bargaining process to resolve some of the difficulties. So before we move on to the, to the new agreement, uh, what was contained within the 2016 agreement at the NM5 and above level? Yeah, so you'll see that on the screen uh, currently, the definitions that were contained within the 2016 agreement. So they had uh, the five, six, seven, eight, and nine levels. So the five, um, the definitions are there. And the first one is the after hours coordinator, and it relied on a different classification process. So instead of being a bed-based system, it was a, a, a campus classification process. So. Um, you can see there that the after hours coordinators one M and M5 classification. And then there was this introduction of this, these two other def definitions of supervisor and ADON that you can see there. And instead of being based on what the campus was, that, that was based on what the work being undertaken were. Uh, nurse manager six is defined there and it's two parts. So an employee who is a registrar who assists the director of nursing in the day-to-day -day running of the health service or alternatively has responsibility for a clinical division of the health service. Uh, we go on to um, nurse manager seven. Uh, so these are the directors of nursing and particular types of campuses. The nurse manager eight are particular directors of nursing on the other campuses. And finally, the nurse manager nine is listed there as the executive director of nursing. So Tim, I understand the new structure is a shift from an assessment of the campus's adjusted bed numbers to that use of a campus descriptor. Is that the case? Yeah, so that's correct. Um, the 2020 agreement preserves the, exi the existing obligation on employers to appoint a director of nursing for each campus. So that obligation is listed at 90.3 and it's on the screen at the moment. So despite any other provisions of this agreement, each employer must employ a full-time director of nursing on each campus, excluding community health centres. So the number of campuses and the obligation to appoint a director of nursing has not changed, but how the classification is, is determined is what has changed. The previous adjusted bed capacity approach was very complex, so it relied upon uh, midwifery beds and aged care beds and outpatient attendances, etc. Uh, the new approach is a lot clearer. So Tim, the last agreement did not define campus, but a definition has been inserted into the new agreement. Yeah, so that's correct. Uh, whilst, whilst it is a new definition for the agreement, it has been crafted in such a way to reflect the status quo. So that campus definition is on the screen at the moment. So what that says is that uh, campus means a site operated, operated by an employer that provides 
day procedure surgery or multi-day inpatient services or residential aged care, aged care services, but excludes a site that is a community health centre, so that's an existing exclusion. A site where the only service is aged care beds that do not meet the definition of high care beds under the Safe Patient Care Act. So that takes into effect, uh, account hostels uh, that previously weren't covered by the ratios. Dental Health Services Victoria is an exclusion as well, and that's really based on how their services are structured and private residencies as well. So we just wanted to be cautious about hospital in the home, those sort of arrangements. We want to make sure that the campus definition was comprehensive. So we have included that just as a, a dotting I's and crossing T's. And finally, a campus where written agreement with the AMF dated before the 2nd of July 2021 exists. So what we did is in the process of uh, determining what the campuses are, there were a couple of very small aged care campuses where there wasn't an existing director of nursing. So we've included a process where um, our alternative governance arrangements can be locked in so that people aren't uh, at risk of breach of the agreement for maintaining those arrangements. So just finally, it's also got an exclusion for those satellite services co-located on a campus controlled by another employee is also not a campus for the purpose of the agreement. And the example that we often use is the Royal Women's Hospital have uh, managed maternity service at Sandringham Hospital. Um, that doesn't require the Women's Hospital to appoint a director of nursing on that campus, on that Sandringham campus. And the other big thing and why it's it's so much easier than the existing uh, classification structure is that the agreement actually lists all the campuses and how they're classified in the, in the agreement. So yes, the clause does indicate that there's a list of campuses contained within the agreement. Yeah, and that and that'll be real useful. We'll get to that um, shortly about about how that how employers can use that to make the process of reclassification really easy. So what are the new campus definitions? There are six levels of campuses within the agreement. Uh, these are 8A through to 8D and 7A through to 7B. And the definitions are on the, the screen at the moment. So they go through uh, 8A being uh, the large or the metropolitan campuses through to 7B being small campuses that don't include any acute services. So what does the classification of the DON align with? Um, how does it align with the other nurse manager levels for NM5 and above? Yeah, so this is the really good part about it is you can see on the screen a, a document that shows how that alignment occurs. So the first step is to identify what the classification of the campus don is, and that's through the top there. Again, they're listed within the agreement, so it's very clear to know which campuses are a 7B, which campuses are an 8D, which campuses are a 7A, 7C, 8B, 8A, etc. So that's for the, the DON level. And then for all those other classifications underneath that, so uh, NM6, NM5, et cetera, you just follow that sort of path. So if you're a 7B or a 8D campus, then the D-DON is a 6D. Uh, the A-DON or the after hours coordinator is a 5D, et cetera. So uh, similar, if you're a 7A or an 8C, then the D-DON is a 6C, whilst the A-DON after hours coordinator is a 5C, and the 8B goes to 6B goes to 5B. So it's really easy to be able to determine what those classifications are once you establish what the DON is. The only exception to that rule is we talked about, or we showed the definitions 
um, of the grade fives earlier in the presentation. So they have been maintained within the new agreement. So they're not classified by the campus, they're classified by the work that the individual is doing. So uh, the two exceptions are there. Uh, a registered nurse who has responsibility for a project or process affecting more than one ward or unit within a campus will be classified as assistant director of nursing NM5B. And similar, uh, a registered nurse who has responsibility for a project or process in more than one campus or across all units, wards in a single health service will be classified as an assistant director of nursing 5C. So this means each employer can search the agreement for their campus and this will essentially identify the classification for the DON. So the DON and the DDON and the majority of the NM5 oh, as well, yeah, with the exception of those two that we just talked about. Yeah, okay. And so what are the uh, NM5 and above classifications contained within the 2020 agreement? Yeah, so um, we just got them on the screen at the moment. And remember, we, we showed the initial ones um, uh, before. So these are the ones that will go into the 2020 agreement. So the first one at NM5 is the after hours coordinator, uh, and the definition is there. The second one is uh, is the ADON, so that's preserved the existing uh, definition uh, with a slight amendment, but it is for those people who would undertake an ADON role that aren't listed at ADON level one or ADON level two. ADON level one, which is another NM5 classification, is that DEFDAT exception that talks about across um, across all units or wards or across campuses. The ADON level two is the same as that exception. And finally, there's another one that's been included as well, and that's a nurse midwife manager not elsewhere classified within the structure. So we wanted to make the NM5 structure comprehensive so that all roles had a place in it. But we're just conscious of some, some nurse managers aren't managers of traditional wards or units. So we needed a place for those people and, and the NM5 nurse, man, nurse midwifery manager, not elsewhere classified, is that place. What about uh, NM6 and above? So nurse manager six is a registered nurse who was appointed as a campus deputy director of nursing to assist the director of nursing in the day-to-day -day administration of the campus. So it's unchanged from mm -hmm. the current arrangement. But it's also a registered nurse or midwife who has responsibility for a clinical division of the health service as well. So that's been retained from the 2016 agreement. And so nurse manager seven and eight are the campus directors of nursing, which we're all already talked about. And finally, nurse manager nine is the executive directors of nursing. Well, that takes us to the to the logical point of you know, what are the health service level definitions? So these are only relevant for the executive directors of nursing. And again, they're listed already in the agreement um, by campus or by health service. So you don't need to apply the definitions. You can simply look up the, um, the existing EDONs within the agreement to determine what the classification is. But they're on screen at the moment. Unlike the other classifications, there's only three levels. So 9A, 9B, 9C, but they relate to the health service, not the campus. So Tim, what are the NM5 and above translation arrangements within the 2020 agreement? So they're contained, uh, so there's a provision within the agreement that is on the screen at the moment that provides an overview of how that will occur. There's an obligation within the agreement for employers to assess the roles against the new descriptors within three months of the agreement coming into play or being approved by the commission. 
And that applies not only for the NM5 and above, but also the principal educators and deputy principal educators. People will remember that they are also um, bed-based, so they also need to translate as well. So in terms of the impact of that assessment, uh, if the assessment results in a higher grade than currently applies to the employee, the higher grade will apply to the employee from the first full pay period on or after the 1st of December 2020. And lower grades will still be maintained, salary maintained for the remainder of their employment within that role. There's also a dispute uh, process in case there's a disagreement, um, and that really gets triggered by uh, the employer writing to the employees to inform them of what their translation will be. And just worth emphasising that that date of three months of the agreement being approved by the Commission, that has not occurred. That's correct. Um, so will the translation have a cost? Yeah, so it, it will. And there's two elements to that cost. Uh, the first one is the direct costs from um, increasing remuneration. So not everyone's remuneration increases, but there are some groups within the structure that will increase. Um, so there are direct costs arising from that. But there's also indirect costs as well. And they derive from health services seeking to preserve their current internal nursing structures. So we know that health services may be doing above the single campus director of nursing, and they may have a program structure or some other process where they've appointed additional directors of nursing. If those directors of nursing go up, then obviously there's another additional cost to preserve their structure. So um, there's two elements of the costings. So how will these costs be assessed and funded? So the, um, so the department have agreed to fund the additional costs both the indirect and also the direct costs of the translation process. But the issue will be is that they'll impact different health services differently. So it'll be really an individual impact. So the funding arrangements will be that, um, that the department will undertake a process where they survey individual members to determine the actual cost of the translation process, and that will then inform the supplementary funding arrangements. Are there any other classification changes that are worth bringing to the attention of members? Yeah, so as part of the 2020 bargaining round, we undertook a significant review of the Appendix 2, which contains the all the classifications and classification codes under the agreement. And the outcome of that review is on screen at the moment. So there was a number of classifications that were identified as no longer being relevant to the public health sector. So things like the Red Cross blood blank, school nurses, RDNS, these sort of classifications. There are some other classifications who are identified that have already been grandfathered by the existing provision. So the research nurse 3A, 4A, um, unless, you were, unless you were at that level when it was introduced, uh, you can't go to that new level. So, uh, so they're being grandfathered. There were some definitions or there were some uh, classifications that didn't contain a definition within the agreement. So things like Bush Nursing Centre uh, and things like uh, Hostel Administrator. Mm. Uh, there were some that have been removed as, as a part of translating to that NM5 and above, so supervisor. Some have been amended, the ADON classification. And the other thing that was apparent through that review is that midwives were not well catered for through the classification descriptors. So um, that's been addressed as well. And finally, there was one that was added. That's the child maternal health nurse supervisor. Um, that classification has been added. So all in all, there's a lot of 
um, there's been a lot of cleaning up uh, mm. as part of that process. So um, the Appendix 2 will be a lot more user-friendly moving forward. In addition to that, there were some other processes that we won't go into uh, depth at the moment. They'll probably be the subject of a separate podcast, but um, the SCC or the Statewide Classification Panel, um, that role has significantly changed in the new agreement, but uh, again, that's just to bring to people's attention. Uh, there's also a process to, um, to for a consultant to be appointed to facilitate the clinical classification review process in conjunction with sector representatives. And that, re that applies to advanced practice, liaison nurses and coordinators, and also the nurse unit manager descriptors. As people will recall, the bargaining uh, was cut a bit short due to circumstances within the sector, but these processes are really important. And so there is a built-in process to make sure that they're concluded. And the other element of that is uh, the generic classifications within the agreement will be removed as part of that advanced practice work. So uh, they'll remain for the immediate future, but they will be um, transitioned out as we get that advanced practice structure introduced. Tim, thank you for taking us through the NM5 and above process and translation. I think there's no better way to end this podcast than with another uh, with another Nicki Minaj um, quote, I, I guess. Uh, perhaps you could hum a few bars of her song Pills and Potions, which I feel is somewhat uh, appropriate, uh, having regard for, for the nursing discussion that we've just had. Uh, I'll, I'll start humming it now without my lips moving. I think that's for the best. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. Bye.